you will work and potentially overwork out of your own volition. No one's forcing you to do it. It's you want to show up that much. You want to put in all the effort, but it comes to a point where you have to ask at what cost and is it worth it? So sometimes it's a little bit of a self-analysis judgment piece. Nobody's forcing you to work. Even if there is some judgment from your peers and colleagues, at the end of the day, you're the one staying back, doing extra hours, throwing your hand up for more work. And you need to just carefully balance that with the needs of the rest of your areas of your balance. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey Balancers and welcome to another BTS episode. Today is going to be our last of the Rules for Balanced Relationship series and I wanted to focus in on our relationship with work. But before I dive in and get there, I have a very exciting opportunity for you to be involved in the trajectory, the progress and the direction of the Balance Theory podcast for 2023 and beyond. You'll see in the show notes, I've popped a link to a questionnaire. It should really only take you five or so minutes to complete. And it's basically just for me to get your feedback on what you've been loving about the show, down to how long you enjoy the episodes, how you like to listen, where you like to listen, and even specific topic requests for the new year. So this is your chance to have your say and be involved in the trajectory of our podcast. It's a great time to put your feedback as well because we are planning for the new year. So I ask you please just for five minutes of your time to fill this one out, help me out, and let's keep growing this thing together and steering in a way that's gonna help you and I both together. Just again, you can find that link in the show notes and you should be able to do it on your phone with no problems. All right, I just wanna share as well, I had a really beautiful review come through this week, one that truthfully made my day, so much so that I really wanted to share it with you all. It's from P.O. Sailor. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. And it reads, practical advice that you can start straight away to improve your mindset, reduce anxiety, and become more productive. I've been listening to every episode for over a year and feel very grateful for the improvements this podcast has helped me make in running my business and life. Thank you so, so much for that five-star review and rating. I really appreciate everybody who's taken the time to drop their thoughts on either Apple or Spotify. And I'll continue to shout out those that leave some really constructive and beautiful feedback for new listeners to find us as well. If you haven't left us a review yet, then you have two homework tasks today. That's our survey and a review and rating. But in all seriousness, any time you give to share your thoughts and feedback with me is super valuable and I really, really appreciate it. Now, today is a topic that most of us, I think all of us can relate to, and that is purely because we all have a relationship with work. Whether you work for somebody else or you run your own business, None of the less this comes under that relationship. And you guys know the whole reason I've steered away from the work-life balance formula is because work and life are not 50-50. And in saying that, the reality check is that work takes up 80% of our week. And so ensuring that we have a strong, balanced and healthy relationship with this part of our lives, I think is really, really critical because it's where we spend majority of our time. It's where we grow a lot as people. It's where we progress and learn a lot about ourselves and the world. And so a series on balanced relationships with areas of your life would be incomplete if I didn't dedicate one to this area. 
So let's jump straight in. I've got six rules for you today, and I'm hoping that by the end of hearing these, you have a really refreshed and renewed approach to your work, whether you're in a good or bad or neutral place with it at the moment. So step number one or rule number one is knowing what your why is with work. Now, when I say your why with work, for some of you, this is going to be a magnetic passion filled connection with your job. You just absolutely love what you do and your why is your passion for others. It may fulfill a more social or financial need. So maybe it pays really well or it just makes ends meet. Maybe you're doing it to contribute to a wider cause. And I'll tell you the reason it's important to have a why. I think a lot of us fall into jobs, just go to uni, up to school, and sometimes it can be a bit of a mindless trajectory and we don't ever stop to think, is this something I want to do? And for a lot of people, that's not even a realistic question. For some people, they they might feel stuck doing a job that they have to do or they just don't really have any other options. And for those of you listening who are in that place, I want you to say that you're no less worthy of having a why with your job just because it's not your calling or it's not something you jump out of bed for joy for every day. And if you anchor and can find this why, it can really help reframe in moments of disconnection from our work. Because if you don't inherently have that love or that passion for what you do, you are going to have those down days, you are going to have tough days, and those challenges are a lot harder when you don't inherently like or enjoy something. And so having this why to kind of re-anchor you is really, really important for your overall sense of balance with work. So just all you need to do here is identify it, See if you can put it in a sentence or a phrase and keep it in your mind so that next time you need to reconnect or you're feeling disconnected from your work, it's there ready for you to embrace. Rule number two is all about having boundaries. I'm going to say, though, there need to be reasonable boundaries. So obviously, especially if you work for somebody else, there are going to be set parameters in which or KPIs you need to, I guess, hit or perform at. And so your boundaries need to be reasonable in and amongst what your job expectation is. But I think having reasonable boundaries for me, for example, is I still need a decent amount of personal time. And so, yes, I'm happy to work overtime every now and again when required as the seasonal busy periods come and go. But if that's a regular expectation from me, if that's how I'm going to be regularly working, then it's probably not the right place for me. But I think once it becomes an expectation and you've enabled that to happen, it's very hard to backtrack. So having those clear boundaries in place, like, you know, you've got fitness classes after work or you need to go home and prepare food. Those things are important that will help you shape those boundaries. Another one is not working on the weekends. That's for me personally, potentially doing favors, but not doing too many favors. So if you're continuously being asked to take on additional work and not being recognized or acknowledged for it, and you feel like it's taking away from the work that you're supposed to be doing, then you need to put in a boundary. Now, this all doesn't even come down to how you like to work. It comes down to within the workplace specifically. So if you have people that are constantly distracting you, coming in, wanting to have a chat, you need to set boundaries there so you can protect and maintain your productivity. All these things that are really going to help you basically have the most effective time at work. I mean, who wants to waste time being at work when they could be doing other things in their life? So you may as well make the most of the time you're there and the boundaries you set or create need to facilitate that or cushion around that kind of environment. The environment that's going to be conducive to you actually maximizing your time in the workforce. Rule number three is framed as a bit more of a question. And this is, are you working too much? 
Now, working too much is super, super subjective. There is no number I can give you that's to say that this many hours is too much. This is going to be completely dependent on your priorities, your responsibilities, your goals, both in and outside of the workforce. But you know if you're working too much. And I'll tell you one quick signal that you can pretty quickly identify, and that's are you taking away from other areas of your life? As you all know, with the balance theory, you have permission to go all in on your work if that's what you want on the single premise that you're still active in the other two areas, being your health and your relationships. So if any of those are completely neglected, yes, I would say then you're working too much because you don't even have the space or time available to allocate the smallest amount of time to your other areas. It doesn't have to be great. It just, they have to be active. They can't be fully neglected. So to me, that would be a signal that you're working too much. And so this is just a bit of a reflective point for you to pause and ask, are other areas of my life suffering because of the amount I'm dedicating to work? And then the second question is, can you do something about it? Can you shift and reframe that time? And, and that might mean you need to set in some boundaries so that you have that time back to yourself. It could mean looking for a completely new job that's going to allow for or facilitate the type of lifestyle that you want. But it's also really good to just think because often, and if you're an A-type personality as well, you will work and potentially overwork out of your own volition. No one's forcing you to do it. It's you want to show up that much. You want to put in all the effort, but it comes to a point where you have to ask at what cost and is it worth it? So sometimes it's a little bit of a self-analysis judgment piece. Nobody's forcing you to work. Even if there is some judgment from your peers and colleagues, at the end of the day, you're the one staying back, doing extra hours, throwing your hand up for more work. And you need to just carefully balance that with the needs of the rest of your areas of your balance. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So that's number three. Are you working too much? Number four is also another question. Oh, I feel like this should be called like six reflections, maybe not six rules, but anyway, here we are. So number four is how do you feel about work? If you had to choose an emotion to associate with work, what would it be? Would it be fulfilling, challenging, boring, monotonous, interesting, exciting? What's the word you would use to describe your role? Now, I want to ask you, once you have that word, and if you haven't found it, just pause this until you find a word that you feel really embodies your feelings towards your job. And once you have that word, I want you to ask, is it a positive or useful word in general? The word you have chosen is going to be very, very indicative of how you overall feel towards your job. And if that feeling is not positive or useful, that's going to be and become very draining on you personally. Every time you think of work, which is every day, especially if you work full time, think of how many opportunities you have to engage and encounter something that you actually find very negative. And so the challenge for you here is to reframe or to reassociate your role with a more positive and useful emotion. Now, this is when our why can come in very handy. So say you've got a financial why, but you find your job really boring. So you're, you're just doing it because it makes ends meet or it pays really well or whatever it is. Then 
I put it to you that that is a form of fulfillment. Your job can then be described as fulfilling because it fulfills a financial need. Even though it might be boring, we can reframe and make the center of attention the aspect of it that is fulfilling. And if you anchor your why every day, then this emotion should start to change very quickly. And this may even alter how you show up in the workforce, the energy you bring to it and how you overall feel about it. And I just think if if you're sitting there kind of really hating on any area of your life, it ends up spilling in and impacting all the others. It ends up really downplaying your true self and it's just not worth it for an opportunity that you could really reframe and just look for something else to associate it with. So this one's all about finding that word that you find best describes how you feel about work. And then if it's not positive or useful, finding one that is to reframe or reassociate your job with that. Again, closely linked with your why. Number five is going to require you to do a little bit of an audit of your role or what it is that you do day to day within your job. And when I say audit, I want you to be picking out and looking for the things that you really enjoy doing. Maybe those are the things that you're good at, or maybe they're just things that you really enjoy. I know this is going to sound really weird, but for me, it's emails. I get such a kick out of responding to all my emails and cleaning my inbox. It also used to be some admin tasks that other people may find mundane. So this is a personal one. You need to think about what literal tasks you enjoy. And once you have that list and you've audited, I guess, through all the different bits and pieces you do throughout your job, once you've audited and you've got the list of things you enjoy... I want you to then, as a second piece to this, think about when you have the most energy. Is that in the morning? Is that in the afternoon? And then what I want you to do is bring the two together. And what we want to get to is a place where we can say, okay, I've got the most energy, for example, in the morning. I'm going to do all the things that I really enjoy. That way, you're almost putting two positives together. You're able to do the things you really enjoy with the most amount of energy. And to me, that's like a double whammy and... On the flip, if you're doing the things that you really enjoy when you have the least energy, then you're not really getting the most out of that time spent doing those tasks, if you know what I mean. So this is one way you can really try and amplify the enjoyment or the parts of work that you really like. And the thing is then you'll be left with a bunch of tasks that you don't really like or they're a bit mundane to you. They're a bit routine. And hopefully they're things you don't really need to think about either because they don't challenge you in a way. Otherwise, potentially you would find them interesting. And you can just reserve that for moments where you don't have a lot of energy and you don't really need to think about it. And you can just sort of tick them off and get through them. But do the things you really enjoy with the most energy you have. And I think that's a really nice way to enjoy that part of your role because I can fully appreciate that there may be bits and pieces that you don't naturally enjoy. So this is just about trying to create a bit of balance and ignite the spark and put a bit more enjoyment into our relationship with work so we can maximize it and make it sustainable. The last rule is for anybody listening who flat out hates their job. I've got one word for you. Change. Change your job. I'll tell you why, because I know there are a lot of people that may think they can't change their job. They're not in a position where they can. There are a lot of opportunities. And if you think that, you are really limiting your own power and you're limiting yourself and your opportunities. The reason I'm telling you to change if you really flat out hate your job is because it really does spill into the other areas of your life and it's not worth it. If you're waking up already resenting or not looking forward to the day ahead, that's going to impact how you then go to the gym, how you come home after spending a whole day of doing something that you absolutely hate. Just think about the energy weight that that inflicts on your personality that kind of keeps you wrapped up in like a little negativity ball. 
It's just not worth it. And trust me, it does impact the other areas. If you had a job where you were thriving and I'm not saying you'll jump out of bed every day looking forward to it, but at least you won't come home feeling overly depleted. We want things that are going to work in synergy. And, and to some extent, they'll feed back to us, give us energy. We give energy to it kind of works as a really nice circle. So I just think it's not worth it if you hate your job and don't let the limiting belief of you can't change or there's no other opportunity or you can't dream higher be the thing that stops you. So those are my six rules or reflections, as I said, on how to have a balanced relationship with your work. Again, something that's so central to most of our lives. And I just think that if we can maximize this in a way where we either really enjoy what we do or we find that enjoyment and bring it into our work, it's just game changing for our overall sense of balance as well. So I hope you guys have loved this one. I want you to think of a friend, sister, maybe your mum, someone who's also going to enjoy this episode and send it on to them. Somebody who just needs a bit of a spark reignited with their work or is feeling a bit flat about their career or progress at the moment. Don't forget to leave your thoughts on our survey. The link is in the show notes below. I'd really appreciate your feedback. I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode. And until then, stay balanced.